champions have been able to Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. It's great to be back. Uh, myself, Sam, back here with Jay. And what a crazy week <laughs> we've had in the sporting world. Um, no bigger talk around the world uh, at the moment about the Super League. I mean, we just have to get straight into it because I don't know if there's been a news story in sport, or especially the world game, that's been much talked about like this has like this has been everywhere afl shows have been even been talking about it which has totally blown me away um but thankfully uh, over the course of the week um it's managed to half rectify itself i don't know if it's all the way pretty much over but i know that all of the is it all of them now all of the premier league clubs have withdrawn um which still remains the two italian teams and two spanish teams but i don't think they can survive on their own it was the big premier club big premier league clubs that uh was the turning point so i'm glad the fans had spoken and uh turned it all over what were your thoughts on the the whole thing it's just been a crazy couple of days it was just a debacle really as soon as it was announced everyone's just lost their minds no one was no one seemed excited and everyone was just giving it to them so um i mean good on the fans for sticking up to it if they're not wanting to do it, then, you know, the club should listen. Um, I think it was the right decision for the Premier League teams in particular to pull out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's not happening for us. Yeah, I was I was disappointed when I saw Man City in that list. Um, it was just just the whole concept of it. Uh, and I think it's a, a, a real wake-up call, I hope, for everyone in England uh, about owners and ownership um, and really get a stronghold back over the the game because it's becoming out of reach when you've got owners that are overseas that don't attend matches that have no idea about the game and it's just a business and, mm. and you know, all for money and, and that, that, that doesn't occur to them that, that that's wrong, that they're... And that's one of the most unique things about English football is that you've got that giant pyramid. You could get someone from the lower league to play in the Champions League. I mean, that's one of the... A lot of people do that on FIFA. It's the most exciting thing, getting a team promoted all the way. Uh, it's just... I feel sorry for the, you know, the clubs in the lower leagues getting left behind and that, and that sort of thing. There should be no competition that's like that, that's locked away. And the Champions League's yeah. already pretty good in itself. So I think I'm glad that never seen such an outpouring, and I, I'm glad uh, that the supporters have come out. Uh, and and I know that it's worth listening to uh, Gary Neville speak. Uh, I think he was one of the first people to really speak about it, um, just fresh and raw, and glad um, he spoke very well about how much of a roar it was going to be. So glad we can put put that away for now, and uh, hopefully. We can just wipe that under the carpet and forget 
that that have happened to move on? I know they're talking about sanctions for clubs that were involved with it. Uh, I mean, what do you think of those? Do you, do you think the clubs should be sanctioned for even being involved with it? I mean, it didn't even really... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like we don't really know what fully went on behind the scenes, I guess, so it's hard to judge. But for them to pull out very quickly after this, I guess, uproar by the fans, I mean, it's... I mean, it should be questioned, definitely. I don't know whether there should be sanctions or not, but, yeah, that's just my opinion. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to... I'm sure we'll come back and speak about it later on, but we're going to get to the rest of the news of today's show, starting off um, with... uh, Also, actually, just on that, before we do move on, I did have some stuff written down. Uh, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Prince William were among those to express relief as the plans collapse. So uh, even the UK government was behind about putting things to stop it. So I'm glad for the world game and twenty faith in humanity restored back to 2021 because I was getting worried <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, moving on. Uh, on Wednesday night, Paul Gallen secured the biggest win of his boxing career, defeating Lucas Brown by first-round knockout. Gallen knocked down the former WBA heavyweight champion, was left early in the round. Uh, Brown was able to get to his feet but was dropped for a second and final time after being hit with a flurry of punches while caught on the rope. So it was pretty much over quick. I watched a few of the undercards in that and they were, I think the, the last undercard that was before the big main event was more exciting than, <laughs> than the, the event. It was literally 30, 30 or 40 seconds and it was over. So Jeez. Um, interesting to see. So big win for Paul Gallen. Um, also in the news, for the first time in the AFLW history, uh, the two best players in the competition couldn't be split with Collingwood's co-captain Brianna Davey and Fremantle star Kiara Bowers trying for the league's best and fairest award uh, with 15 votes apiece. Did you see the the women's best and fairest? I saw a couple of highlights, mainly of the, um, the Richmond page. I saw... Nick Conti as well, and the All Australians as well, the Women's All Australians. Um, good on uh, Katie Brennan and Monique Conti from the Tigers. Just a little shout out, I guess. Um, but overall, yeah, it's it's good to see that it's all starting to get a bit more excitement around AFLW as well. So it's got the best of Ferris going. Everyone's a bit more hyped about. It. Yeah, skills are starting to get back up to where people want them to see the AFL Women's. So hopefully, it starts picking up the next couple of years. Yeah, I th- I think um, the grand final being held on its own standalone game really mm-hmm. helped this year, and it felt a bit yep. more like a grand final than maybe it has done in the last couple of years. Did you see the game? Uh, I saw a couple of highlights, especially the Brisbane player. I can't remember her name. Stars of H. Uh, they kicked that really good goal, um, yep. snap goal. So that was really good. Overall, pretty good game as well, even though. Low scoring, it, it makes it interesting. And as you said, it's good that it's a lone grand final, not, you know, sort of a curtain raise or anything like that. So it was good. Yeah, excited to see, as you say, um, expand over the next couple of years. Uh, the Gabba is set for a $1 billion makeover if, if Brisbane successfully wins hosting rights for the 2032 Olympics. The International Olympic Committee announced in February Brisbane was the preferred bidder for the 2032 Games, which put Queensland firmly in the box seat to play hosts. 
Uh, barring any unforeseen complications, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announced on Tuesday that the Gabba will be essentially demolished and upgraded to increase the capacity from 42,000 to 50,000, making it the centrepiece of the city's Olympic infrastructure. So that's pre- pretty big news for Brisbane. Uh, I walked past it. It's funny, I'd, I'd, when I was up in Brisbane over the holidays, uh, I'd never been to the Gabba before, but I walked past it and it was... Being in Melbourne, being used to the stadiums, being, you know, in Yarra Park, around other event venues and stuff, it was very strange to see a stadium in the middle of, like, was, you know, the Wollongabba suburb and, you know, there was a school behind it and a, yeah. a chemist across the road. It was a bit strange. Yeah. Um, but they're going to apparently turn that hole into a precinct, um, which is good for Brisbane. Um, also in the news, Tony Popovich has been announced as the new manager, head coach for Melbourne Victory. Um, Melbourne Victory have had a horror year, um, and um, I've almost forgotten <laughs> the ex-coach's, uh, the ex-manager's name now. Uh, uh, Grant Brebner. Brebner, yeah, yeah Grant Brebner. Yeah. I mean, that's to be one. fair, he didn't have much of an impact, so. Yeah, so that's why. <laughs> yes. Uh, so immediately after City's 7-0 win, which I can't wait to talk about later, um, <laughs> he was sacked following that. And uh, today, uh, yesterday, sorry, uh, Tony Popovich had been selected um, for the 2021-22 campaign, most recently being successful with uh, winning the Premiership in 2018-19 season with Perth Glory and a successful campaign with the Western Sydney Wanderers prior to that. What are your thoughts on the uh, appointment for Melbourne Victory? Yeah, Oregon's one of the better gets, I guess, for what they have available. Um, as you said, two premiership titles in the A-League um, and he also did the AFC Champions League uh, run with the Wanderers when they first started, which was a really big moment for that club. So he's got good credentials, so hopefully he can turn Victory around and make them somewhat relevant again, I guess. Yeah, they're they're in need of it. It's 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 funny. It's almost a distant memory when they were, you know, a big team in Melbourne, but no longer. No, yeah. Kevin Musket days. <laughs> now it's yeah, nothing. <laughs> well, that I mean, I'm normally crapping on their rivals, but uh, it is a good appointment for them. And uh, well, I don't wish them all the best, but I wish them all the best. So. <laughs> Uh, Also in the news, um, John Worsfold, uh, also known as Woosher, has been announced uh, to join the Carlton Football Club as a coaching consultant um, for David Teague, which is interesting, coaching consultant. I've not really heard them. Have there been many of them around? No. Is it like a mentor, is it? Yeah, some kind of mentorship role, um, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um. I've got no complaints with it. I think it's always good to get another smart head in the box. Carlton needs some help at the moment, so it's pretty good for the club. It's his first uh, uh, position since he left the Bombers. But what do you think of Wusher? He's not bad. I mean, he had a bit of a horror run at Essendon um, to the end of toward the end of his coaching, but um, he's done very good things at the Eagles, and you know, there's still potential for he can do something. You know, impact an AFL club like Carlton, who probably need, especially David Tigger, I reckon needs a bit of guidance, I guess. He probably doesn't have enough support. That's why he's getting a bit of 
experienced like Wusha, so I think it'll be good for old Teague. Yep, okay. Well, no complaints for me from that. Um, and that's pretty much all the news for now. We're going to move on. We're going to head to a song, and then we're going to come back to talk some basketball right here on the sports desk on your Friday morning on Sin. Architecture in Helsinki. Uh, escapee. Jay, it's time to talk some basketball on the sports desk. It's been an interesting week in the, uh, the old NBA. Um, in particular, the New York Knicks have started to find a lot of form. They've won eight in a row. Eight in um, a row? Wow. Um, uh, knocked off the Atlanta Hawks yesterday. Um, so they've moved up uh, quite significantly. They've now, I think, 32 wins for the season, um, which is a big surprise. I mean, they've always sort of, sorry, 33 wins for the season. Um, so eight in a row, they were once 25 and 27. So big moment for them. Um, they're now fourth in the East, which is not somewhere fans would have probably seen them, you know, that sort of, position in the East for a while for the Knicks. They've always sort of been down the bottom, so good on them. Um, unfortunately for um, the Atlanta Hawks in that game, Trey Young went down with an ankle injury, so not too sure what the significance of that is, but that's a big loss for them in their playoff hopes. Um, they're currently sink fifth at 32-27. and 27. Um, But nonetheless, all the best for Trey. He's a great player for them. Um, over in the uh, west side, actually, oh, before I go to the west, also in the east, Philly um, narrowly lost um, by three points um, to, who was it? I was quickly get the Phoenix Suns, that's it. Um, Chris Paul was at the free throw line um, and took his free throw, missed it. Joel Embiid with the rebound of literally a second left, threw the ball from full court in and out of the ring. It was so close to going in. It would have been probably one of the greatest shots to tie and put into OT in NBA history. It was absolutely insane. Um, if you haven't seen it, go give it a watch. Um, it was a really good moment, an almost good moment for the, the Sixers, but they're still still on top of the East as it stands, 39-18. Um, so 39-19. Um, and then the Nets are second. Milwaukee a third. Knicks, as I said, fourth and fifth, Boston sixth, uh, Miami seventh, and Charlotte Hornets are eighth. Um, over in the uh, west, we got Utah sitting still top. Been there for a while now, 42-15. Sorry, 44-15. Phoenix, 42-16. Clippers, 41-19. Denver, 37-20. Lakers, 35-23. Portland, 32-25. Dallas, seventh, 31-26. And Memphis, Eight at 29 and 27. So it's all happening at the moment. We're starting to get to, I guess, the pointy end of the season. About, you know, almost 60 games in for some teams. Um, so about 12 games or so left until playoffs. Um, so it's getting in there. What's good, I guess, about the NBA is it all happens every day. Yeah. So it's always happening, which is good. Um, so hopefully we finish in a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, it's it's good. Um, interested to see how the season pans out. I think they're still doing the play-in games where I think the last, the seventh and eighth seed play off against each other for the final spot or something. Um, and the ninth team, I think, seventh, eighth, ninth. So 
something like that along the lines. I'm, I have to look into it a bit more for next week. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's good the NBA, and they've still, as I said last week, got fans coming in. About you know five or five or six thousand. About they're about to pay on the city. So good they're having fans back. It makes a bit more atmosphere. They don't have to use the artificial noise as much anymore. Because yep. they're, they're pretty loud for five or six thousand. You'll be surprised. Um, Americans love their <laughs> American sports, as you just as you expect. Yes. Um, so yeah, good stuff in the NBA at the moment. And what about back home in the NBL? Yeah. So this week, um, well, actually, there was a game last night that had the resolve because we're pre-recording us the Phoenix and the Sydney Kings. Um, but tonight they've got the New Zealand Breakers and the Cairns Taipans at 7.30 at the Silverdome in New Zealand, I believe. And then Perth Wildcats and the Brisbane Bullets play straight after that back-to-back game in Perth at RAC, RAC Arena. Then the Melbourne United, who are in quite a bit of form at the moment, they're going to be going up against the Adelaide 36ers at John Kane Arena. If you've got a spare moment uh, on Saturday night, you could come go join that game at 5.30. Um, and then that same night, Illawarra Hawks and the Sydney Kings play at 8 o'clock at Wynn Entertainment Centre. Then it's Sunday, Brisbane Bullets versus the Phoenix back up again from Thursday. Then Cairns Taipans and Perth Wildcats back up for their game. We'll play at Cairns Pop-Up Arena. And then the Breakers and the 36ers will go um, to finish off the round uh, on Monday at 7.30. So... I'll just get the ladder up as well. Um, but at the moment, it's I think that's starting to wind up as well um, in the NBL, which is good to see. And, and obviously the Melbourne teams are doing reasonably well. We've got Melbourne United at top at 18 wins, 5 losses. Wildcats a second, Phoenix a third, Kings a fourth, uh, Hawks sixth, and then down the line. And it's the Taipans are last, Breakers eighth, 36 is 7th, and the Bullets are 6th. So that's what's happening in our neck of the woods, Sam. Yep, fantastic stuff. Um, Looking forward to, we've got AFL coming up next, um, Premier League, A-League, all that and more uh, on the sports desk on your Friday morning, all coming up. Uh, But right now we can listen to some AFI. This is Looking Tragic on the sports desk. AFI Looking Tragic on the sports desk on your Friday morning. And it's time to talk some AFL. And round six. Six? Yep. Uh, round six. <laughs> I don't know why I don't always <laughs> check that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, round six, of, of course, uh, Anzac round. Um, every year, an important round. But kicking off tonight, it's the GWS Giants and the Western Bulldogs um, from Monica Oval in Canberra. At 7:50 p.m. tonight, um, which has almost become a bit of a modern rivalry. Rivalry, uh, the West versus the West. What do you think of that game? Yeah, I love these sort of games. They're just physical. Obviously, they've played in a couple of finals. These two teams, so that's where the heat's coming from. Um, so I'm very interested to see this one. Obviously, the dogs in very good form, but Giants have bounced back the last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see this one. Yeah, GWS um, defeating their Crosstown rivals by two points and uh, Bulldogs defeating uh, Gold Coast Suns by 62 last round. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, as you say, GWS are back into form. 
Um, but I think just this this monster team of the Bulldogs is uh, yet to be reckoned with. Um, and it'll be interesting to take uh, Monica being an interesting ground. I don't know if the Bulldogs have played many games at Monica over the years, but uh, uh, I think it was that the game was that was the ground that uh, where it snowed a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yes, I think so. Um, so good crowd in for the Giants, um, but uh, I think the Bulldogs are going to be very, very hard to beat, uh, and I'd be surprised if they were upset this round. Yeah, I think Doggies will be too strong. Such a good, well-gelled team. Okay, next to Saturday, it's Geelong Cats and the West Coast Eagles, 145 uh, at GMHBA Stadium. Uh, Geelong uh, coming off a scrappy win over uh, North Melbourne on, on Sunday. And um, and West Coast, who do they play? Oh, yeah. Pies. 27 points over the Pies uh, last Friday. Um, interesting, uh, Geelong really need, and it's interesting that they've just lost Dangerfield out for two months now as well. Um, I think I think that it's going to be a while before they pick up um, uh, and probably may, late, may make a charge late in the season. Um, but... Not not playing the best football at the moment. Um, maybe they... I haven't seen the teams yet, but maybe the, uh, Jeremy Cameron might be back. I'm not sure if that's a possibility. Um, but this is a big game for them. Um, Eagles in pretty good form as well, so not an easy opponent. So um, I think if Geelong want to charge back, these are the games that they need to be uh, in and about. Uh, but for me, I think the Eagles are playing good football at the moment and they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, well, I just saw Kennedy's out with, um, I'm not sure what it is, but Kennedy. he's not going to okay. be playing the Eagles. So they've still got a pretty good fall, and Darling and Oscar Allen's become a good player for them. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably just tip them to win this one over the Cats. I'm not convinced on the Cats at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So that's, yeah, 145 on Saturday. Uh, then at the same time, it's uh, at Metricon Stadium, the Gold Coast Suns taking on the Sydney Swans. Sydney Swans coming off uh, their first loss in a few games against the Giants and the Suns, of course, going down to the Bulldogs. They'll probably want to uh, rectify themselves. I think the Suns they haven't had a, a win in a while. Um, and Sydney will be looking, their young crop of kids will be um, wanting to bounce back. It'll be interesting. It'll be... The battle of the battle of the kids in this one. Who who has the best young crop of talent? Um, I think that young Swans side had a crazy start to the year, and I don't think they're done yet. So it'll be interesting to see how they take that. I reckon that will be a pretty close game. Yeah, expect them to bounce back, Sydney. But obviously, at the same time, Gold Coast as well off that beating by the Dogs. So could be interesting. But I'd be tipping Sydney just to be safe. Yep, Sydney for me too. Uh, next to 4.35 at Marvel Stadium on Saturday. Uh, Carlton are taking on the Brisbane Lions. Wow, <laughs> big <laughs> big game for the Blues. Uh, I'd be lying if I wasn't slightly worried. But at the same time, Carlton always seemed to bounce back after getting berated in the media and everything. That seems to always be the way for the Blues. We get berated after a few horrible games and then we decide to show up. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, um, interesting. But yeah, interesting. Interesting. If we can come out of the gates, this one we're going to come out early on. Uh, Lions finally getting back into form um, after being away from home, uh, getting a big win over Essendon last week, and of course Carlton going down that horrible game to Port Adelaide by twenty eight points. Um, so yeah, th- this is a massive game for the Blues. Hopefully they can show up and make it a really close, interesting game. Uh, I'm just going to have to say the Blues because <laughs> I wouldn't be a good supporter if I went against them. So <laughs> the Blues for me. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I think Brisbane just in this one just because form. I don't have to say that. Um, yeah, I watched your mob last week. It wasn't flashy, as I'm sure you'd agree, in the way yeah. they were playing. Very slow... I- um, hesitant with the ball movement, and then Andrew inside fifty wasn't up to scratch. I would say so. No, you'd hope they wrecked it, right? We just look nervous and flop the ball yeah. around, and yeah, uh, it was a bit painful to watch and uh, watch. And I uh, wish I had been across the other side of the road at Amy Park. But <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> well, we move on. Um, next to 7.25, big, massive Saturday night blockbuster. It's Melbourne taking on Richmond. Um, very excited for this game. Almost the game of the round, uh, apart from the big um, Anzac Day game. But uh, going to be very, very interesting uh, on Saturday night. Melbourne with, what this will be, they've had five in a row. Five in a row now, and uh, Richmond coming off... Uh, Oh, yeah, you beat Benson Kilder. Um, yeah. 86 in the end. That was crazy the way that <laughs> panned out that game. Uh, and, of course, Melbourne defeating um, Hawthorne oh. by 50 points. Now, I'm not really arguing with Melbourne's form here, but out of all the five games, um, they haven't really had big opponents per se. Yeah. So this is a big real test for them. Um, and I think this game's going to go right down to the wire. It's going to be very, very interesting. What are your thoughts on Melbourne? Yeah, I mean, I guess they can only beat who it's put in front of them. So they were a bit nervy last week against Hawthorne. was in that last quarter where they just stormed away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got, you know, Maxi Yorn playing in career best form. Petrarca, um, and you know, I think either Wiedemann or Brown are going to come in from their VFL. Um, so they'll have that extra tall timber, which will give us headaches, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, very nervous. It's going to be, as you said, hopefully a cracking game. Hopefully the Tigers can get up on top of these guys and their little winning streak. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see the the depth that they've got in the VFL team. So, be interesting to see how they manage injuries and whatever coming over the next couple of weeks. Um, definitely got some. And Maxi Gorn, he unbelievable. I reckon he's one of the best captains in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, great leader of that club, um, and um, almost a bit jealous in a way as a Blues fan. Both teams. Pretty similar. We've been at the bottom half 
of the ladder for a long time and uh, finally get some good form from them. So um, congratulations to them. And I hope they keep rolling on. So I'm going to say Melbourne for me. I'll keep sticking with my tigs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, also on Saturday night, 8.15 at Optus Stadium is Fremantle Dockers taking on North Melbourne. North Melbourne will still add a win. They're becoming the uh, Adelaide of 2021, I think, um, with Adelaide <laughs> not getting a win at the Adelaide of last year, our last season. Going down to Geelong at the Cattery um, and Fremantle getting a win, 12 points over Adelaide uh, on Sunday last weekend. So interesting. Have you seen Fremantle over the last couple of weeks? Because they've had a bit of a roller coaster form. Yeah, this, yeah, as you said, roller coaster is probably the right way to describe it. Um, but they're a young team, and I think they're starting to really build. And him and Dave Mundy's getting a lot of uh, raps as well. He's been really impressive. They had 28 disposals last week in a goal, which was huge for them in a two-goal win. Um, so they're looking good. I really like the way they're playing. And uh, I can see them. They should get this done against North, but more equally North have uh, made improvements. Last week against Geelong, so should be interesting. Yeah, I I definitely did see some improvement from North, but uh, I don't know if it's enough to beat this young mix side. And Monday, I mean, yeah, as you said, I mean, age is just a number. It's it's interesting. We're the only league in the world, I think, pretty much that uh, pretty much once you get to a certain age, you get shut out whether you're in form or not in form. And he just shows that he can. He still got it. So well done on well done on him. Yeah, I think I think uh, be interesting. I reckon North will give him a bit of a crack, but uh, I think Frio just moving to Sunday. It's Hawthorne taking on Adelaide at twelve thirty at the University of Tasmania Stadium. First AFL game down there for the season, I think. Um, be interesting. Hawthorne, interesting form. Um, going down to Melbourne last weekend and of course Adelaide just getting done by Frio um, Hawthorne have been interesting this year um, I don't know if they're all up to scratch there they had that good close game against Long a couple of weeks ago but uh, this will be a very close one I think um, but I'm not sure the only reason I'm going to swing to Hawthorne here is because it is Tasmania and they've got a bit of a fan base down there but uh, apart from that I think these teams are pretty even square at the minute yeah I'd have to agree I think um, it's hard to pick between the two but I just have to say Hawthorne have a them just off home form playing at home in Tassie yep 3.20 on Sunday the big game Anzac Day Clash Collingwood and Essendon, um, always a massive fixture. I don't really know to swing with this either. This this game is very interesting. After all the the week we've had with Collingwood players with the mobile phones and all the talk about Buckley and all the things like that. Um, so big build up for the game, and then Essendon coming off a big smashing, um, and Collingwood going down to West Coast. So. Both teams not having the best start to the season, um, which makes this a big, massive game. And I really, I don't really know where to swing for this. You know, I'm going to say this is going to be my first draw for the year. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> I'm going um, for a draw. <laughs> no, I just don't see it being that. 
Really? You don't see it being that close? Hopefully it will be close. Um, They, you know, most of them tend to be. But, yeah, Collingwood just keep getting hit with injuries and how and Tagoe gone. Um, I think Levi Greenwood got a concussion, so he has to sit out. And Marquine got suspended. So they are just struggling to keep get a team on the field at the moment, the only injuries they get. I'd have to say them, though. I think with the amount of pressure that's on them, they have to respond, Buckley in particular. Yep, okay, fair argument. Um, and then the final game of the round, Port Adelaide and St Kilda at 6.40 from Adelaide Oval. Um, Port being in great form, knocked over the Blues. Uh, and then Saints going down to the Tigers. And poor old Saints, they've had a horror run. They had that massive turnaround win over West Coast and then they just com- got completely wiped off the park um, by <laughs> yeah. your blokes. Um, yeah, I think they need to pull something out. Um, I remember this being a close game last year over there. Saints got it done, didn't they? I think so. Um, they'll be looking for an answer, all sorts of answers in Kilda. Um, although the Blues did lose, Port aren't really that up to scratch either. They've got a couple of injuries, so they're... Vulnerable, but not too vulnerable. Um, I think I think St Kilda will try and answer something, but I think still we'll stick with Port at home. Yeah, I'll stick with Port. Okay, so that's round six. More sport to come next. Um, we've got the Champions League, Premier League and A-League all up next on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Modern Guy, Death From Above on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And it's time to talk some Champions League. Well, I'm glad we can finish off talking about the Super League now and concentrate on the semi-finals that we've got coming up uh, next week. Um, interesting last four teams remaining. Uh, didn't expect this, uh, some of these teams to be um, at the pointy end of the Champions League. Uh, but first, Wednesday the 28th of April from 5am uh, our time, Real Madrid and Chelsea. Take us through the game, Jay. Yeah, it'll be interesting, obviously. Real Madrid knocking off Liverpool. Um, good win for them to knock them off. And then Chelsea getting over Porto. So I'm really interested in this semi-final. I was reading a bit about it um, during the song break. Um, and I found that Real Madrid have faced Chelsea three times, not beaten them in any of those threats. The longest they've been without winning against a team in their entire history. Really? Interesting. One draw and two losses in the uh, all competitions against Chelsea. So this will be an important one for them, not only for making the final, but also just to get the the up on Chelsea. So, uh, But Chelsea, you know, credit to them, they've been playing well. Um, I expect them to, obviously they got it done against Porto. Um, wasn't too convincing in the end, a 2-1 aggregate, but nonetheless it's it's a win. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. This is probably the one I'm most interested in. I mean, no offense to your mob, I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, this will be yeah a real interesting one for Chelsea. They've uh, got a good history in um in semi-finals, but so do Real Madrid. So I think Real Madrid have won nine out of ten semi-finals previously, um, and Chelsea um, this is their eighth Champions League semi-final 
than most of any champ, uh, English club. So Really? Interesting. Yeah. So it'll be interesting um, who comes out on top, obviously. As I said before, Chelsea have got the up end on um, Real Madrid, but I'm, I'm seeing something from Real Madrid. They could pull this one off. Okay. So Real Madrid for you? Yep. Okay. Um, I think them just maybe... Um, Interesting, no, but semi-finals, the semi-finals, they can bring a whole different performance from clubs that you be, just because of the fact it's a semi-final and the, um, you could see a massive performance from either. So uh, I think Real Madrid just for me as well, but uh, interesting to see. So that's the Wednesday, next Wednesday, and then to Thursday, PSG and Man City. I'm a little nervous, not going to lie. PSG are a scary team. Um, and this is the furthest um, Man City have got through in, in their history uh, in the Champions League. This is the furthest we've ever made before. So, um, big game. Um, and Pep really, really wants a Champions League. And it would be uh, good to finish off the season with that and the Premier League. Uh, but oh, that's a massive game. What are your thoughts on this that game? Yeah, well, as you said, it's uh, a lot on the line for both teams. I reckon it will be an interesting clash, but I don't know. Um, as you said, PSG's a really good team, and I think they might just have you on this one, unfortunately, to break your heart. Oh, okay. I don't think you'll get the double. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so the following, the leg two of those games will be played on the 5th of May and the 6th of May as well. So that's it for the Champions League. Moving on to the Premier League. And we're nearing the end of the season, and thankfully, um, a bit of faith is restored in the competition. No teams are going to be evicted. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a Premier League to finish off this season. Um, but Saturday, the first game on Saturday uh, is Arsenal and Everton at 5am. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, well, Arsenal, geez, they scared me last week against Fulham. Right at the death, 97th minute to equalise. That is a bit concerning, considering how much we probably dominated that game. 18 shots to three in the end, 70% possession, and we only got one point out of it. So to go now from Fulham to an Everton, uh, big big chance for these guys. So hopefully they can get it done. Because um, Everton, they're only just ahead of us, but they've also got a game in hand, so we need to take this one um, from them. So... Yeah, big game at the Emirates, so I'm hoping the boys can respond after average performance last week. Yep, and uh, Everton uh, coming off a 2-2 draw uh, with Tottenham. Next to Liverpool and Newcastle, 11.30 on Saturday night, the early one. Uh, Liverpool um, coming off a 1-1 draw with Leeds. Newcastle coming off uh, a 3-2 victory over West Ham. Which is a surprise, um, but for me, I think uh, Liverpool to bounce back. I know Newcastle is struggling down the bottom, but Liverpool for me to bounce back. Yep, Liverpool for me. Sunday, the 25th, 2.30am, it's West Ham and Chelsea. Uh, interesting to see West Ham um, will probably be bouncing up, bouncing back, um, fighting for, for a top four position. They're currently sitting fifth on the table. Um, Chelsea just above them in fourth, so... A battle, I think it's a, a bit of a rivalry there. 
um, both London clubs um, and has brought some interesting games, that fixture, over the last couple of seasons. So interesting to see. I think West Ham might upset this with Chelsea having their heads in the game for the Champions League. So West Ham for me. Yeah, West Ham. I agree with the same thing. Uh, Sheffield United and Brighton, 5 a.m. Uh, of course, we've mentioned a lot. Uh, Sheffield, <laughs> Sheffield, goodbye. They're at the bottom of the table, um, yet to be relegated. Um, Brighton sitting 16th. Uh, I think Brighton will take away the points. Sheffield, uh, I think it pretty much set and gone. Yeah, agreed. Can't see him coming back. Wolves and... Burnley at a 11pm on Sunday night. Uh, Burnley sitting 17th uh, and the Wolves sitting 12th. Wolves coming off um, a 1-0 victory over Sheffield and Burnley a 3-1 loss to Manchester United. Uh, I think Wolves for me. Burnley struggling. Yep. I'll go Wolves as well. Sunday, 11.30, it's Leeds and Man United. Uh, Leeds coming off that draw with Liverpool and Man United with a win over Burnley. Interesting fixture. Going to be a close one here. I'm gonna, I am gonna. might say a draw. Um, I think Man U, even though they can't really win the title, just may as well get the wins going. Aston Villa and West Brom, 4 a.m., um, West Brom uh, coming off a three win, three nil win over Southampton. Who's your tip for that? I'll say Villa. Oh, yeah, Villa for me. Villa, okay. Uh, Villa for me as well. Tuesday, it's Leicester City and Crystal Palace from five a.m. Uh, I think clear win for Leicester. Yeah, and that's the round of the Premier League. Um, not far away from that finishing as well. When we come back, we've got the A-League, and then we're going to wrap up the show for today's Sports Desk. I'm going to play some Lenny Kravitz now. This is It Ain't Over Till It's Over. This is the Sports Desk with Jay and Sam on your Friday morning. Lenny Kravitz, It Ain't Over Till It's Over on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, and it's A-League time. Only five rounds left to go in the A-League this season. It's been a whopper of a season so far. Um, I'm going to go straight to Friday night's fixture. Melbourne victory versus the Western Sydney Wanderers from Marvel Stadium um, tonight. It's going to be interesting. First game with Tony Popovich. Uh, it'll be interesting if they can turn around a win after <laughs> after a 7-0 history-making loss. Um I was laughing. I saw a post the other day. 13-0 aggregate for Melbourne City against Melbourne Victory this season. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely insane. Um, So hopefully it'll be interesting that game. Just looking at the table uh, for where they're at. Melbourne Victory, of course, down the bottom. But Western Sydney sitting there just in sixth position on 25 points. Uh, They'll be wanting to get a couple of wins on the line to secure a spot into... The top six, which is going to be pretty competitive this season with two extra teams in the competition, um, making it very interesting. Um, so I think I think I expect Western Sydney to um, get over the line, but expect to see um, victory uh, wanting to respond from that disastrous effort. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I reckon Western Sydney get up, but as you said, Tony Popovich hopefully can make it a bit more interesting for them and make it an interesting game. 
Central Coast play Sydney FC at 5.05pm tomorrow from Central Coast Stadium. What are your thoughts on that game? Central Coast sitting in second, still up there in the top. Impressive that they're still fighting up there. I was just checking their last game. Western United beat them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 1-0. Sydney drew 2-2 with Adelaide last week. They got a red card too. I'm not sure who that was for. Oh, Ryan Grant got one in the, the plus 90. So no Ryan Grant sitting without him. Interesting to see Central Coast. I'm going to back them in for this. I think Sydney is struggling a little bit. Yeah, Central Coast are just flying this season. Um, And with a player out like Ryan Grant, I think Sydney will struggle. Um, They're still having an impact of losing uh, their main striker last season, Adam LaFondra. Um, I think that's been a missing point for them this season. Um, It's still up there in fourth position, but I think Central Coast are going to keep on rolling by. Yeah, I reckon Central Coast will uh, also give Melbourne City a bit of a run as well. So hopefully it's a win, but not too impactful for our season. Yep. Um, MacArthur FC uh, versus Melbourne City at 7.10 on Saturday. Interesting fixture, this one. MacArthur coming off a 2-2 draw with Newcastle. And last time we played, MacArthur was, I think we smashed them. Yeah, and of course, Melbourne sitting, Melbourne City coming off a seven nil, just when things are looking a little shaky uh, in our department. We've restored the line with a big <laughs> win like that. I think you can't argue with our form. You can't argue with a seven nil win. I know it was victory, but Jamie J Mac with five goals, incredible, incredible. Yeah. FIFA Team of the Week again. So I'm confident that we can keep the ball rolling. Um, although MacArthur being pretty interesting. Um, in their first season, they're currently sitting fifth. Melbourne City on the Melbourne City sitting on the top of the ladder. So Melbourne City for me. It's our three three hundredth game as well, A League game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Just saw that. Um, we've scored four hundred fifty nine goals in that three hundred games. Uh, only Melbourne Victory have scored more than that in their first three hundred games. So that's impressive. And Jay uh, McLaren is two goals off his hundred goals wow. in the A League. The only person to have done that was Arisha. So, okay, next to Brisbane Raw and Perth Glory uh, on Sunday from two o'clock. Uh, Brisbane Raw sitting about seventh on the table, and Perth Glory down the bottom tenth, um, struggling a bit this season. Might not make the uh, finals. Yep. Coming off a three-one loss to Wellington Phoenix, it's not been their year. And Brisbane coming off a two-one win over Western Sydney, so again, Brisbane are in that close to the final spot, wanting to get points over the line, um, and I think Perth are just going to slip away, I think, this season. Brisbane for me. Yep, Brisbane for me. Next to Wellington, uh, Sunday from 4.10, Wellington Phoenix take on Adelaide United, Adelaide sitting third, Wellington sitting ninth. Interesting. After they had a great start to the season, but then just yeah. kind of fell away a bit. Uh, both will be eager for points, but I think Adelaide have been in great form this season, uh, and Adelaide for me. Yeah, Adelaide for me too. Monday, it's Western United and the Newcastle Jets at 7.05. Newcastle coming off that big draw uh, against MacArthur and Western United. Western United making a late climb for the finals as well, so there's going to be a few, three or four teams I think will be battling for that sixth position. going to be very interesting. I'm sensing a draw here. I don't know if I can pick a winner. This is going to be interesting. I think it was a tight uh, game last time out as well. Yeah, I'll go Western United for this one. Um, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, 
Uh, I mean, repeat fixtures here. Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory and Central Coast and Brisbane Raw uh, round out the this match week of A-League. So it's going to be an interesting week. Um, interesting to see a few of the other teams battling for that sixth spot, as we say. Um, but that's it for the A-League. And that's almost it for our show today. Um, any last murmurs or thoughts for this sporting weekend, Jay? Well, uh, just, uh, yeah, another action-packed as usual. Lots of news and hopefully uh, a lot of drama as well, Sam. We'd love to see it. <laughs> well, we'd love to see drama in the sporting game and not, not drama yeah, not involving the sport itself. That's, <laughs> that's what we don't like to see. No mobiles players in the box that they put it in should be a fun weekend of sport ahead Uh, you can catch all sports desk stuff on sin.org.au we'll be back next week and you can catch the sports desk podcast as well if you missed anything we'll be back next week thank you Jay thanks Sam this is sin where young people run the show